On March 20th, 2009, I was like any other hopeful gardener with a pot on the windowsill or a small plot by the back door. I was nervously watching the sky. Would it freeze? Would it snow? Would it rain? I had spent two months settling into a new house in a new city. My girls had started a new school, my husband a new job. My mother had just moved in upstairs. And now I was embarking on something I had never attempted before, starting a garden. But this was not going to be just any garden. It would be a very public garden. Cameras would be trained on its beds, and questions would be asked about what we'd planted and why we'd planted it. The garden was also being planted on a historic landscape, the south lawn of the White House. Here, even the tomatoes and beans would have a great view of the towering Washington Monument. When I first arrived in Washington, I wasn't even sure that we could plant a garden. I didn't know whether we would be allowed to change the landscaping on the White House grounds or whether the soil would be fertile enough or whether there would be enough sunlight. And I had hardly any gardening experience, so I didn't even really know how to go about planting a garden in the first place. But one thing I did know was that I wanted this garden to be more than just a plot of land growing vegetables on the White House lawn. I wanted it to be the starting point for something bigger. As both a mother and a first lady, I was alarmed by reports of skyrocketing childhood obesity rates and the dire consequences for our children's health. And I hoped this garden would help begin a conversation about this issue, a conversation about the food we eat, the lives we lead, and how all of that affects our children. I also knew that I wanted this new White House garden to be a learning garden, a place where people could have hands-on experience of working the soil, and children who had never seen a plant sprout could put down seeds and seedlings that would take root. And I wanted them to come back for the harvest, to be able to see and taste the fruits and vegetables of their labors. So in 2009, on a chilly and windy but thankfully sunny first day of spring, I joined 23 fifth graders from Bancroft Elementary School in Washington, D.C., with shovels, rakes, pitchforks, and a few wheelbarrows to break ground for the White House kitchen garden. Twenty days later, we were ready to plant. We put in lettuce and peas, spinach and broccoli, kale and collard greens, and for days after that, I would look at the freshly turned soil and wonder to myself, is anything growing? Uncovering My Roots Like many American school kids, as a child, I came home one spring afternoon with a seed that had sprouted in a paper cup. But vegetable gardening wasn't exactly a common pastime in the neighborhood where I grew up, at least not by the time I came along. I was raised on the south side of Chicago, the part of the city that backs up to Lake Michigan and stretches all the way out to the Indiana border, as were both my parents. My mother came from a large family, and in her home, someone was always cooking something to feed all the children. They often used fresh ingredients from the vegetable truck that would come around selling produce, much of it straight from the farm. My father actually worked on one of those trucks as a boy, 
and every time the vegetable man looked up, he would see my father sneaking a piece of fruit, or so the story goes. When my mother was a little girl of five or six, around the beginning of World War II, her family had a plot in a local victory garden. On the corner of an alley near her home, a vacant lot had been turned into plots for each family in the neighborhood, and my mother used to accompany her own mother to tend it. They grew corn, tomatoes, green beans, peas, and spinach from seed packets, and the children in her family ate their vegetables, whether they liked them or not. Otherwise, they went to bed without supper. By the time my mother was grown and married and my brother and I had come along, nearly all the victory gardens were gone. So were the vegetable trucks. Instead, we ate supermarket produce picked up when my mother made her weekly trek to buy groceries. My mother made iceberg lettuce salads and cooked broccoli, peas, and carrots, as well as spaghetti and meatballs and lemon chicken. Over time, she branched out and sautéed a lot of zucchini. But no matter what she served, every dinner featured at least one vegetable. And we had to eat all of them, no exceptions. Dessert was a treat for Sundays. And most lunches were a sandwich made from last night's leftovers. Our apartment didn't have a dining room, so we ate at the kitchen table. And unless my dad was working the evening shift at his job at the city water plant, we ate our meals together as a family, a tradition that Barack and I have continued with our own children. <laughs>